Hey, Tor. You're just so much friendlier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like I was a, a Walmart greeter watching someone walk by. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, Happy August 20th. Yeah. It is. August 20th. Almost September. But it's nice out. It is nice out. It's finally... Are we recording? Yeah. All right. It's finally <laughs> not like Hell's Inferno's hot outside. So I'm very happy. My spirits are totally different. I'm like a complete 180 from last week's episode where I was kind of feeling it. I'm like, I feel great. I'm so happy. I. <laughs> it is just a glorious day. <laughs> <laughs> it is because fall is on its way. Oh, thank God. We can wear sweatpants again. Just like more layers. I'm so excited to be able to put more layers on if I feel cold. Like <laughs> in the heat, I can't take my skin off. Because that's mean, what it's getting to. You could. Even though tomorrow and Saturday are supposed to be like close to 90. <laughs> but I digress. We're going to ignore those two days. Yeah. Pretend that it's the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, pretend they don't exist. Yeah. But um, before we get into more things, I have a shout out for some new states that showed up, new states and city that showed up, well, the country's capital, right? Washington? Yeah. Yep. Not right. It's just <laughs> like I knew it was the capital. I just didn't know. It was like, that was a name for it for some reason. I don't know. But anyways. Okay. We have. Where did you think the capital was? No, I knew it was Washington, D.C. Like You I'm, thought it was Miami, I'm, didn't I'm, you? I'm an idiot, <laughs> but I'm not that much of an idiot. But we have some new states. We have Florida, Connecticut, Michigan, and North Carolina finally showed up. So you're getting the recognition you deserve. And Massachusetts. And then we have Washington, D.C. as well. Which, I don't know if we did a shout out to any of those already, but they looked new to us. But, <laughs> welcome everyone from there, um, from all those states in Washington, D.C. Welcome. Come on in. Listen to us talk about random stuff. True crime. Mysteries. You know, just... Aliens. Yeah, aliens. Just things within the world that people have some questions about. But, um, <laughs> For some reason, they yeah, come to us. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your week? Um, yeah, I, once again, I feel like a broken record. I worked. Yeah. Yeah. You have, like, a pretty steady life. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so lost right now. <laughs> Unemployed. Like, <laughs> currently in the process of moving. You're free. Yeah, well. <laughs> free, but Available. Not. Free. But my wallet doesn't say I'm free. <laughs> my wallet's like, don't do a single thing because you cannot afford it. And yet, you keep doing I things. Addiction <laughs> to shoes, okay? I have a very bad addiction to buying shoes and... Bags. Bags and... Watches? No, I haven't. Oh, I did one watch. <laughs> that was in the very beginning of quarantine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that one, I haven't done any more watches. But, yeah, everything pretty much in between, you know? Yeah. From hair ties to shoes and everything in between. I uh, pretty I have a pretty bad addiction to buying things. <laughs> we all cope differently. <laughs> yeah, 
You're just hair ties and shoes. Yeah. And a kayak for some reason. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Hey, it's the best kayak in the world. So I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Judy Judy. is her name. (laughs) What did we name mine? Uh, Eliza. Eliza, yes. Judy and Eliza. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, my, um, my week was not that great last week, but this week I have, like, come to terms and the conclusion that I'm moving out of my apartment. <laughs> well, here's what happened. During quarantine, I didn't do a full move. I kind of just moved my body into my sister's house, and I still had all of my stuff in my apartment, and my roommate was still in my apartment, but... After moving back in and just like, you know, I don't have a job. I can't afford living there forever. Like, I haven't been able to find a job. So I'm moving out. (laughs) Moving back in with the parents. Heck yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of like, like I'm calm. Because I just hated living in that apartment. Yeah. So much. It's going to be a much better environment, I think. There's, my apartment is... It's narrow, but, like, it goes back far. There's two floors, but it's narrow, and there's one window that's on the one side of the apartment, and then the kitchen that's, like, the farthest away from that window is, like, pitch black at any point in the day. Yeah. (laughs) And then upstairs in the bedrooms, there's no windows. So, like, that's gotta be, like... get no sunlight. A hazard of some sort. No, I don't (laughs) get sunlight. And even when you're... Near the window, you don't really get Do you guys have a fire escape? We have a second door. Oh, that's right. I but, forgot. like, if the fire is in the hallway, we <laughs> gotta jump out the one window we have. Like, mm-hmm. there's no no way to get around that. Like, so, hopefully there's no fire. Jesus, knock on wood. But, yeah, I'm taking, <laughs> taking Moo, and I'm gonna move her to my parents' house. Well, I'm gonna, like, smuggle her in, because I don't think my dad wants a cat. <laughs> So she's going to be my little special girl that hangs out with me. <laughs> but yeah, once I like get my life on track, then I'll move back out into hopefully a nicer place with more windows. All I ask is for a window in my bedroom. Yeah, that's really all you need. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one yeah, damn window. Exactly. So my life is like falling apart, but also coming together at the same time. So like it's it's a bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, so... It'll turn out better. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably be happier. Like, I won't... I'll have someone to talk to, finally. (laughs) Besides my cats. Yeah. But all day yesterday, I was just, like, in my apartment, because my roommate was sleeping, of course. He came home at, like, 7.30 this morning. Just, like, shot upstairs to his bedroom. I was like, okay, I don't know what you were doing, but (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) know. And, um, yeah, all day yesterday, I was just talking to Craig... The cat. Yeah. Craig the cat. Craig the cat. That's Moo's brother. It like full on conversations. I was like, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm just gonna go make some breakfast. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Kelsey, you need help. <laughs> you need Jesus. Craig's trying to claw his way through the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think he tried to at one point. He was up in my room and like he was hanging out and I heard like my cats they don't meow at all so when they do meow it's like something bad is happening or like like what's wrong I'm scared so I heard him like he was like he was like (laughs) chirping over on one side of my bedroom 
<laughs> my my bedroom is very small, so like a cat could easily jump across it. And he jumped onto my bed, touched my bed for 0.5 seconds, and then jumped to the brick wall. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I've ever he seen. He just jumped straight into the wall? Yeah, he was just like, boink, and right into the wall. <laughs> I was like... That sounds oh like my. a Tom and Jerry I where like he up. brought his head out from the wall and it was like flat like a pancake. <laughs> Honestly, well like he, he like body slammed it. He didn't go head first. He, like, I was like, oh my god. What is is the no sunlight affecting you that badly? I bet that's it. I wish I could bring him, but it's it's already hard enough to bring just Moo to my parents' house. Like, that's gonna be so hard. Like I gotta figure something out. With my roommate, I gotta, like, split custody or something. Yeah. Because my roommate's not there for, like, well, A, he sleeps throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. And then when he works, he wakes up and goes immediately to work. So that's, like, four days out of the week that he's just, there. he's not there. Right. He's not giving them attention. So I might just take Craig for those four days, and then his girlfriend comes for four days. <laughs> that makes eight days of the week. His girlfriend comes for... <laughs> no, he works for three days, and then his girlfriend comes for four days. And I'll give them back when his girlfriend's there, so at least, like, someone's there to, like, hang out with Craig. Because yeah. he's only ever known Moo. And mm-hmm. to separate, like, they're bonded. It's just going to be... <sighs> I'm probably going to end up stealing Craig. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, we should probably delete that so that no one knows that. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's fine. He's in safe hands if I if I steal him, he's in good hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's my life. That's good. Yeah, I kind of just rambled off there. <laughs> get real worked up about the cats. <laughs> I'm real into my cats. <laughs> You're, oh man, sometimes I see like those people in the store who have like 17 cans of Friskies just like walking out <laughs> with all the different flavors. That and... <laughs> would be me if my cats weren't dumpster cats. Like they don't like that fancy stuff. <laughs> they really yeah. don't. They Fair. Just, That's they probably like, a good thing. Yeah, they like the dry stuff. I tried to feed them so many different types of wet food and they were like... They're humble. Oh my god. What is this trash? I'm like, oh my god. Go back to the dumpster. <laughs> Give me the dusty dry food. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Saves my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a something you want to talk about this week? or uh, Just my cats. That's it. End of story. <laughs> Bye, everyone. No. <laughs> I do have something I want to talk about. And this, you know, the very first episode when we started this podcast, we were like, this is the weekly variety. We're going to talk about true crime, mysteries, ghost schools, and I kind of threw in there whatever else we want to talk about. And this falls under the category of whatever Whatever else else you want to talk about. (laughs) Yes, but it's still along the lines of like somewhat a mystery, like, but not like a criminal crime mystery. It's like more of like a, a worldly mystery. Just how does this work? Okay. Or why does that exist? Or like, you know, why do so many people follow this? So. Okay. I feel like this could literally apply to anything. I don't know. My first thought was like Mayan temples. No. (laughs) No, not at all. Not really. (laughs) 
No, this is going to be about um, the zodiac signs and astrology. Because okay. remember, whenever we talk about zodiac or anything, I'm always like, how is it that people born, you know, I'm going to just say Gemini because that's what I am. How is it that people born between May 21st and June 21st all have the same personality? Like, how is that possible? And then how is it possible that someone born in a different time has all the same personality? And it's like, and it's been like that for so long. It's like, how is that possible? Why are Gemini's? What are the mechanisms at work that make that the way it is? Or is it just total BS? And that's what I looked into. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who wants to know, I'm a Gemini. Tori, you're Taurus? Yes. I am. Yes. So she's... Appropriately named. Appropriately named, yeah. And, um, you know, we always just... Last week or the week before, we were reading each other's personality traits of like a Gemini and a Taurus. And we were like, oh my god. <laughs> How do they know that? <laughs> That's me. Most of them apply, I would say. Right? Yeah. So, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> Tell so, me. Okay. Now. All right. <laughs> First off, what is astrology in the Zodiac? Most people already know this. It's become like such a huge thing with, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say basic white girls, but <laughs> with a lot of people, a lot of people believe in this stuff. So it's become a huge thing. You know, there's a lot of companies that have monopolized, if that's the right word, this, like they make, you know, sense just for Geminis or sense. Like sprays like candles, candles yeah. for Tauruses, which I have no idea how that works. But, like, people make money off of this stuff. Oh, yeah. So, astrology and the Zodiac. Um, so, astrology should not be confused with astronomy. Yeah, that's very true. Well, a lot they of people... They are very different. Well, astronomy is the scientific study of space, including all the objects in space. So NASA. That, yeah, NASA. That's including, like, black holes... Mars, Saturn, you know, what stars are made of. Specifically Mars. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> planets. <laughs> All that jazz. And astrology, on the other hand, is the study of movements in relative positions of all the things in space called celestial bodies. Bodies. Yes. yes, like the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets, and how this affects human affairs in the natural world, also known as fortune my fortune your fortune <laughs> so astronomy equals science astrology equals no science whatsoever <laughs> astrology equals fortune cookie papers yeah exactly <laughs> equals a lot of people that prey on <laughs> not so smart people and get money off of them but Fuck. it's in in 2014 um the national science foundation they made a poll and they found that more than half of millennials think astrology is a science. Oh, no. Which is not a good rep for Guys. us. It's for millennials. <sighs> yeah. Well, eh. <laughs> no. People believe it, man. I think because it, like, it has to do with the stars, they're like, science. It's like, no. 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 Yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't equate that to science where there's like studies yeah. and you know theories and proving that stuff yeah it doesn't work that way exactly 
Now, the zodiac has place in both astronomy and astrology. Uh, scientifically. I have to tell you, every time that you say Zodiac, I think of the Zodiac Killer. You know what? I was actually, <laughs> as I was writing this, I was like, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is Zodiac, and she's going to think I'm going to talk about the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, guys. This interests me a little bit more than the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> if anyone wants to hear about that, though, you know where to find us. <laughs> so let us find know. Find me specifically. Yeah. So, scientifically, the zodiac is an area of the sky that extends approximately 8 degrees north or south of the ecliptic. The who? The ecliptic. Now, the ecliptic is this ring that goes around Earth. It um, basically looks like a big hula hoop around Earth. And that's where, <laughs> like, the sun, where we see, like, the sun and all of the planets rotate around Earth. The sun, the stars, and everything. You know, we rotate around the sun, but from our vantage point on Earth, it looks like things are rotating around us. Right. So that's the ecliptic. Like, that line of rotation of all the, all the suns, of the sun and all the planets <laughs> all and the, the suns, stars. Yeah. All the Marses. Exactly. Now, the zodiac is an imaginary band that follows the ecliptic around Earth, and it overlaps with 13 of the constellations. The zodiac is divided into 12 equal 30-degree segments, and those are the zodiac signs that people are familiar with. So basically, this band, there's like, around this band is where all the stars are that we see, and there's like, it's split. Like divided into segments. Exactly, and that's where you could see like, you know, all of the constellations that are named after the zodiac and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, this part I was like, oh, this is going to be hard to... Without a picture, this is hard to yes. describe. <laughs> All right. So the division of the ecliptic into the zodiac signs originated in Babylonian astronomy during the first half Babylon. of the first millennium BC. It was the first known celestial coordinate system. Since it's divided into 12 equal signs, they based the 12 months on which sign they saw in the sky. For example, if they saw the Gemini constellation, they knew it was mid-May, mid-June. Like, they didn't have months mm -hmm. the gregorian calendar they didn't have that gregorian that's what it's called was that made by gregory <laughs> yes <actually>. Babylon? <laughs> <laughs> so they just did it off of like seasonal changes what stars they saw in the sky blah 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 i have to stop saying blah 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 <laughs> bubble bath bubble bath <laughs> <laughs> stop saying that instead bubble bath, bubble bath. <laughs> they actually use names for the signs such as the great twins, the lions, the scales, and these were later incorporated into Greek astrology, and we got the names we now know, like Gemini, Leo, etc. So, that's the zodiac. Etc. 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 That's the zodiac in scientific terms. So, in astrology, the zodiac, or these celestial bodies, are used for people to find answers, signs, and predictions based on their movement throughout the sky. The zodiac is also used in what I'm most interested in to determine human behavior and personalities. And that's what brings me to the topic of today. How do zodiac signs work? How is it possible that throughout history, I'll use Gemini for example, that everyone born between men... Typical Gemini, using <laughs> Gemini as an example. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're going to get into. <laughs> how are all Geminis the same? You know, how... Like... If I was born in a different month, would I be different? You know, you and I were born in the same month, but we have different personalities. 
you know, only 12 days apart, but we're like a world of difference. Yeah. So, I want to figure out why that's happening. Yep. You're like the wicked stepsister personality. <laughs> I'm like... I'm more of a Cinderella, would you say? <laughs> a Snow White, perhaps? It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always say that. You're my mom's favorite daughter. <laughs> Hi, teen. <laughs> so... There are a lot of people who are die hard into astrology and a lot of people who are on the opposite side of astrology, which I'm nervous how many ears this podcast is going to reach because I'm probably going to get a lot of hate <laughs> like, with the, the astrologer type oh people who, okay. who like go with this. If that's any inclination as to how this podcast is going to go. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. But. What I found is there are some gaping holes in astrology's methodology, but there are some overlap of actual trends with human behavior and birth butts. Okay. We'll get into that. First, we'll talk about three reasons why astrology just like does not make sense. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll talk about, you know, how it actually kind of makes sense, but but not really. Not so much astrology, just like the season you're born into. Okay. So number one. Now, I'm guilty just as much as the next guy into falling into the horoscope trap. <laughs> you know, looking to see what my day by day is going to be like, or my week, or, you know, seeing what my love life, my career is going to be like, anything like that. Um, or, like what we did when I want to find out personality traits of a different sign. Or myself, because Geminis are obsessed with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the traits of an Aquarius, and that's neither of us, so I figured that would be that would be a good one. Okay. An Aquarius likes fun with friends, helping others, fighting for causes, intellectual conversation, and is a good listener. Okay. Now, that kind of describes, I don't know, everyone. (laughs) Like. If you had read that to me and said, like, this was for a Taurus. You'd be like. I probably would have been like, yeah, I know. That's so spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. Now, when an Aquarius dislikes, they dislike limitations, broken promises, being lonely, dull or boring situations, and people who disagree with them. I mean, do you like any of those things? No. No. I don't. Besides being lonely at some point. I feel Actually, like you, you yeah, like your alone time. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but like, feeling lonely is one thing, being alone is another. That's very true. But, basically, we don't like those. No one would like no those things. No one likes those things, yeah. Exactly. So it was a very generic and super general of a statement that almost anyone with a pulse could look at and apply to themselves. Yeah. This is because astrology takes advantage of the forer effect. The forer? F-O-R-E-R. Forer? This is a common psychological phenomenon where individuals give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality that supposedly are tailored specifically to them, but they are in fact 
In fact, fact, vague and general enough to apply to a wide range of people. Other practices that use this are fortune telling or reading and some type of some types of personality tests. So basically, BS, BS, and BS. I feel like if you're already looking for a personality test, you're gonna be yeah. If someone like likely to believe whatever comes up, right? If someone's that insecure about their personality, like they'll believe anything that's positive that comes at them. Yeah. Yeah. So, more about the Fora Fora test. Fora effect. Psychologist Bertman R. Forer gave a psychologist... Bertman? Bertman. Oh. (laughs) So Bert? Bert, yeah, Bert. Okay. Gave a psychology test to 39 students. He gave them a personality questionnaire. Forer totally ignored the students' answers, so basically everything that they wrote down... He threw it away (laughs) (laughs) and gave each student the same generic evaluation, funnily enough, based on the personality traits of a Zodiac sign. So he picked one from, I think I read that it was from like a a local newspaper's like horoscope. He picked the personality traits of the one Zodiac sign and gave them all. Gave that to everybody. Every student. He then asked the students to rank the evaluation on a scale of 0 to 5, 5 being the most accurate to the student's personality. The class average was? 5. No. Close. (laughs) 4.26. And this was done in 19... I never... Perfect score doesn't exist. I don't know why I did that. You should know that better than anyone. I should know that. I was so hopeful though. (laughs) And this test was given in 1948. Since then, this experiment has been performed hundreds more times. By Bert? By Bert, yeah. He is like 217 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, With the average always coming in at around 4.2 or 84%. So basically, this professor took the personality traits of one zodiac sign, told all of his students that they were those traits, and 84% were like, oh my god, you're right. That's me. Even though... Technically, not all of them had the same zodiac sign. Right. So. They got They got got. They got got. They got (laughs) got by Bert. By Bert. But people tend to accept questionable, even false statements about ourselves if we think they're positive or flattering enough. Bert was probably so. Yo, he was ahead of his time. On his high horse, though, when he was, like, telling them. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. It's like, so, guys. Oh. No, he probably was like, <laughs> just chuckling the whole time. Like, <laughs> guys. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'd hate to be in that class. I'd probably <laughs> being told you're an idiot by your teacher. <laughs> Sounds like my worst nightmare. Every day in high school. But, so, that was number one. On to number two. Number two. Number two reasons as to why astrology does not make sense. I hope Bert's in it. <laughs> no, he's he's long gone. <laughs> astrology also falls victim to confirmation bias, which is the type of selective thinking whereby one tends to notice and look for what confirms their beliefs while ignoring what contradicts their beliefs. I was actually going to say that I feel like even when we were doing that last week, I was like looking for something that I agreed with when you were reading it to me. And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> Even though the first five things I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is also done totally independently regardless of the truthfulness or false- falsity. There we go. 
of the information at hand. So if your horoscope says you're going to make great relationships this week, you're mostly going, going to be open to making great relationships. Right. So it's going to confirm your beliefs that your horoscope was correct because you're going to be so open to it. That's I always, always, no, I, I read my horoscope like maybe once a year. <laughs> Just because I'm bored. <laughs> but I always like to go a day back and see if it was correct and accurate. Yeah. It's usually not. It's usually very vague. It's like, you're going to wake up positively. It's like, okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I woke up. That's pretty. Yeah. I feel like actually when I wake up, I have a moment of positivity. And then like, especially if I have work, I'm like. Yeah, I hate that. Or like if you're having a good dream and then like you have to wake up from that. Like shit. Yeah. I am alive here. (laughs) The alive part's not bad, but I'm here. Damn it, I've lived again. (laughs) Curses. Curses and the poison hasn't worked yet. Yes. So confirmation bias is another thing which makes a lot of sense. That's more so on the horoscope side. So, number three. Trace. Trace. (laughs) Astrology takes your birth month and makes predictions about your life sort of kind of based on the sun, the moon, the stars, and other planets and stuff that basically is off of Earth. My immediate question is, what is the mechanism at work? Like, why... Does that happen? Is it the temperature? Is it UV light? Is it gravity? Like, why is that a thing that your birth month depend or dictates how your personality is? Yeah. So. Like, what's the physical thing exactly. behind it? So I looked into a couple things. Couple, two, three? Couple, two, three. Some astrology sites claim the mechanism at work is caused by variations of UV light. However... There is little correlation to month and UV intensity as UV rays levels change due to solar flares or change from our orbital zones or change in altitude. Altitude? Altitude. Did I say altitude? Altitude, altitude. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard anyone say that like that before. Altitude. (laughs) So. Latitude. Longitude and latitude. So if that's the mechanism... Like, do you factor in sunscreen? Did your mother wear sunscreen when she was pregnant with you? Did you have a lot of sunscreen on when you were an infant and you were still developing your personality? (laughs) I was born with sunscreen. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because that would completely contradict that UV light hypothesis. So that one is kind of like scritched. 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 I like that one. Scritched. So... Let's say astrology works on the principle of date and time. If this were the case, the zodiac would totally change, if not according accounting, sorry, for leap year. So, the seasonal drift would make July go from the summer to the spring in about 300 years. Hmm. So, no. Yeah, and leap year is like a man-made yeah, Ding. that's what we did to kind of adjust. So yeah, that wouldn't make sense if the Zodiac follows a man-made thing. Exactly, because that's something humans did to correct our calendar. Right. So, with this, as I said before, that's why 
That's why I knew this term, Gregorian calendar. Greg's (laughs) Greg's calendar? Greg's calendar. It makes keeping time and date easier and more normal, but space doesn't care about time. It doesn't care about how humans on Earth keep time, keep track of the months, blah, blah, blah. Earth will actually continue to go back and forth. Uh, I think you meant Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Don't do it again. (laughs) Earth will actually continue to go back and forth between the elliptical and circular orbit around the sun every 100,000 years. This also (laughs) affects how extreme the seasons are. So if we're going by temperature. Right. And if astrology was based on temperature alone, then everyone born in the entire southern hemisphere would have opposite zodiac signs of their northern counterpart. And if this were the case... And people at the equator wouldn't have a zodiac at all. Or mm-hmm. it would get complicated. <laughs> Very complicated. <laughs> so that takes away date and time and temperature. So, let's throw science into the mix. Okay. NASA. I'm into that. <laughs> I love NASA. NASA hates astrology. Oh, now I have to hate astrology. You gotta... On its website, it straight up calls out astrology and says that it's a myth. NASA. Okay, NASA. <laughs> Thank you, NASA. Thank you. I love you, NASA. <laughs> NASA also did some research and found that the Babylonians actually omitted the zodiac sign called... Oh, this is a tough one. Ophicus? <laughs> Ophicus. That's it. Yeah, Ophicus. Ophicus? Ophicus? <laughs> I, that was like the recent thing that the... Zodiac signs were, like, switched. Like, people weren't what they thought they were. Like, I wasn't a Gemini anymore. I was a Taurus. Like, that's what happened. I think I was still a Taurus. (laughs) Yeah, I think you were, too. Yeah. I think you were safe. Um, So, Ophicus aligned with the sun for 18 days, but they cut it because, like, it wasn't long enough. Um, So, they cut it to make it 12 equal months. The Babylonians also didn't count for the shift in Earth's axis, which now, 3,000 years later, makes someone born on August 4th under the sign of Cancer, not Leo. Mm-hmm. So, NASA's pretty much like, you're dumb to astrology. <laughs> <laughs> they birded astrology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you guys are fucking idiots. You're an idiot. So, is there any correlation to birth month and how we feel, behave, or what our future looks like. Many say, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Which I totally agree with. Like, I see so many people on the internet. Specifically women. I don't really see a lot of men that are into this stuff. No. But they say, like, you know. They don't even know what they are half the time. Mer- What's Mercury? your sign? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, what? Yankees? I have a sign. <laughs> Yankees, I'm Yankees. a Yankee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, like, you know, all these people that are like, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm having such a terrible month. It's like, no. Just, you're just having a bad month. It happens. Like, don't blame whatever the hell Mercury in retrograde is. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's... Mercury's out there like, oh, you know... <laughs> this is just... This is cool, guys. This is not fair time i decide to moonwalk you guys have to be jerks about it (laughs) and then you see people that are like i mean there's a lot of people 
that are so into their sign and they their personality traits associated with their sign is like it's like part of their identity it is like it is their identity like yeah. I, I saw something recently that someone was like you know i blame my what the hell rising sun sign which is different from your normal astrological sign, your normal zodiac sign. Too many signs. I blame that for this and then like her moon sign. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You're just a two-faced bitch. Like, get over it. Like, <laughs> you're just an emotional person. You don't... That has nothing to do with your signs. It's how you were raised. I'm sorry. So, I get a little heated about it because people use their signs because to act like Because you're a Gemini. People. <laughs> Right? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, own yourself. Don't say it's your sign. Just, like, own that that's how you are as a person. Yeah. It's environmental. It's not your sign. Like, don't blame your sign for being a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. That's true. There were some scientific studies made about, like, this personality, seasonal personality thing. like By the, NASA? No, by some schools, by some universities. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> One scientific study performed by Indiana University, initially not designed to test astrology, followed the life of 2,000 twins who were born within minutes of each other. 2,000 twins. twins or 2,000 sets of twins. 2,000... You know what? That's an excellent <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm just curious. Is it like 2,000 people or, or 4,000 people? people? It's 2,000 people, I believe. So, so, like, 1,000 twins. So 1,000 sets of twins. 2,000 people. So, 2,000... We're getting... 2,000 people. We're still on this. we got to get off of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the test looked at 100 different characteristics, including occupation, anxiety levels, aggressiveness, sociability, IQ, and strengths in the arts, sports, and mathematics. At the end of the study, scientists failed to find any correlation to birth month and traits of the subjects. Because that's a great way to figure it out. Look at twins. There are a lot of twins that are not the same. They're not yeah. like, you know, not that's the true. same personality, nothing. Mm -hmm. So that was a good test. Good job, Indiana University. Good. But Good work, Indiana. Good work. <laughs> there was a study from the Semmelweis University in Budapest. The who? The Semmelweis I just wanted you to say it again. You said it so confidently that I was like, oh, I got to knock that back. <laughs> I was confident until now. This is why I can't read around you because I'm like, the. This is why I, I can't that read. Right? <laughs> and I can't read. <laughs> so true. But Semmelweis University in Budapest, they, there was a study that claimed personality might be influenced by birth month. Um, the study focused on connections hmm. between seasonally influenced chemicals produced by the mother during pregnancy and how these chemicals affected the baby, the babies, the babies, the babies, overall moods later on in life. The wow. researcher, Zinia Ganda, sorry if I mispronounced that and you're listening to this, Zinia, is quoted <laughs> as saying, basically, the season in which you're born has an influence on dopamine and serotonin which is detectable even in adulthood. So the season in which you're born, it increases or decreases the chance of developing certain mood disorders. So not so much personality, more so mood disorders. Okay. Those born in the spring were found to be very positive. Me and you. 
Well, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, let me continue and I'll get back okay. to Okay. How many stuff. people were in this study? I don't have the amount right here. Okay. I'll find out. That's okay. 400. I'm sorry. That noise just made me remember. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I was watching um, a video about it. And they said 400, but I just didn't write it down. 400 people is not, in the grand scheme of things, a ton of people to be doing a study on. It's not. But, like, but this probably didn't get a lot of funding, you know? Probably not. Like, they probably can't do a huge study. They couldn't even pronounce the name of the university, exactly. so why give them money? Exactly. So, the born in the, people born in the spring were found to be very positive, while people born in the summer were also found to be positive but experienced more mood swings. Those born in the fall had reduced tendency for depression compared to winter babies, and those born in the winter months were found to be less likely to be irritable compared to all other seasonal births. And in my family, I have four people in my immediate family, including me, and all of us are born in different seasons, and it fits. You know? Like, I'm always the one that's positive in a kind of annoying way like i just don't see no responsibilities <laughs> like i'm just like the world's great like calm down like it's fine meanwhile my mother's the fall it doesn't really say much about like the positives of fall babies but you know she's chill yeah she doesn't really she's also very positive and energetic my dad is like the chillest person on this earth he was born in december and then, yes, that's true. And then my sister. She's positive, but she's cancer. And anyone who knows cancers know they're dramatic sometimes. They're emotional. That's okay. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mom. So another study by the University of British Columbia's Sauter School of Business suggests babies born in March or April are twice as likely as the ones born in June or July, to become CEOs. May babies, I don't know what happened to us. <laughs> We're screwed. We just got skipped completely. <laughs> we are so screwed. So the study explains that this has more to do with the structure of the school year than the celestial alignment. Children born in the spring tend to be older children in the classroom. The older students are taller slightly more developed, which causes favorability in placing them in positions of leadership early on in their schooling. So from an early age, these kids are basically groomed to be leaders. Okay. that Yeah, I could see that being like a factor. So that's why March and April, that's... I don't know what those signs are, but apparently those signs are like CEOs. They're more likely to be successful. Pisces, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Typical Gemini. <laughs> so, <clears throat> basically, from everything that I researched, um, astrology, how should I put this lately? <laughs> I'd love to see you try. <laughs> is bullshit. And it makes me so, so angry that there is such a business out there. People oh, make God, so yeah. much money off of this. Even, I don't know if you noticed, if you go on, like, Amazon's app, they have different sections, like, 
gifts for Gemini's, yeah. gifts for Taurus. And I looked in the one that was gifts for Taurus and I hated every single one of them. Yeah. I was like, that's, no, exactly. No. Who would want that? And people buy into this so hard. Yeah, there's, I, I know of like quite a few people who are very into their, even like daily horoscopes, which I don't know. I think they're fun to read if I stumble upon them, but it, that's all it is really. It's just yeah. like entertainment. I try in my and, opinion. yeah, I try and rent, read horoscopes at like the end of a day or the day after, because let's see, let's see how good they got it. Let's see, let's see if it's accurate. Yeah. Usually it's completely off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently unemployed. Like, you're going to have a great career opportunity. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. So, that was my little... I, I had to do it because it's been on my mind for so long. I thought that maybe there was. I thought I was going to stumble upon some type of scientific revelation. And I was going to, you know, figure out... Zodiac, horoscopes, personality traits. It's all serious, concrete stuff. There's scientific backing. Oh, I did not find that at all. there's none. No, there's none whatsoever. None at all. NASA laughed at them, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about this either. This is completely, totally unrelated to Zodiac and astrology. Okay. I think I might know why people... um, What's it called when you... spontaneously combust. I didn't think that was real. It is. Well, they say it is. Okay. Because there's, like, it doesn't really happen. I mean, I haven't seen any recent modern spontaneous combustion (laughs) cases. But back in the day, it seemed to happen more often than not where, you know, they would just find, like, shoes or, like, a hand and just ashes. But nothing else around them was burnt up yeah so like what happened but i was watching this show don't know what the name of it was this just literally just came to my head so i didn't write anything down but i was watching a show and apparently the sun shoots laser beams at people pretty much it shoots (laughs) (laughs) it shoots ions or whatever at us but they're so tiny they are so small that the spaces between our atoms is so massive that they never hit any of our atoms. That's how small they are. They just, like, go right through us because Okay. it's, like, hard to explain. But I think that spontaneous combustion is caused because one of these microscopic sun atoms hits one of our atoms and we combust. The rare occasion when it actually hits one of our atoms. I have no experience in this or like no research so you just sound like a crazy person I know. right now next, next episode i'll definitely bring more science to that but and i'll bring that where wherever i saw that i'm interested in stories of that because i didn't think that was a real thing like i i don't know i thought i always thought that was just a, a story or like a myth or like folklore no there's like pictures online and stuff but really? they're old. They're black and white oh. pictures. Like, this, it happens. You think people just, like, maybe not vacuumed because they didn't have vacuums then. <laughs> it's not that Swept. old. <laughs> Swept some, like, soot out of their fireplaces onto the street. Oh, and a hand? <laughs> okay, but maybe some shoes. 
Well, that's one thing about spontaneous combustion is that there was always like one piece of this person that wasn't burnt up. So like the feet might be still in the shoes in the spot where the body burned. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But has anyone actually seen? Okay, no. we can talk about that. Yeah, that's, that. that's going to go into something I have a totally lot of questions. But I think I solved what causes spontaneous combustion. Thank okay. you. I will take my Nobel Peace Prize now. Thank you. <laughs> Even though it's so not a thing that affects I know. the <sighs> But anyways, that was my uh, that was my rant for the day. I enjoyed that because I was we were talking about astrology recently. Yeah. And it I just... was kind of on the fence, like, it's bullshit, it's not bullshit. But it's so nice to believe it, you know? Yeah. It, like, gives order to, like, people's lives. Like, that's why they're so into it, because it, like... It's like, funnel... this is why this happened exactly. to me. And it's nice when you can point at something and say, you did it. <laughs> Duh. But truth is, I think... <laughs> you just, just happened. You know, it's very true. The earth just exists and fate will bring whatever it wants to you. So thank you. Yes. Everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Listening to us ramble. This week. <laughs> this week. Thanks for coming back, man. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a treat. It's such a treat. <laughs> Such a treat. Such a treat. If anyone doesn't know that reference, uh, go watch every episode because I don't know which episode. Go watch every episode. Or go listen to every episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's our next quest is a YouTube channel. So our next episode is Kelsey's gonna try to figure out what a podcast is. Yes. And how it works. I still don't know. I feel like I'm like 87 years old. <laughs> it's such a treat. This podcast we watch every week. <laughs> Would you like a word as original? <laughs> Whatever. All right, well, we'll see everyone next week if you decide to join us again. Um, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, and Facebook. Do we have, we have a Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay, and we have a Twitter if you want to comment. Let us know what you're interested in, Exactly, too. yeah, we'll let talk us about know. Because we're running out of stuff, everyone. Please, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Find us on... I mean, there's plenty of crime in the world, so we'll have endless supplies of that. But if you want something that's a little bit different, you know, like we did horoscopes today, the sky's the limit. So literally, literally the sky's the limit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.